Hello guys and welcome to a new year and already the third episode of House of Worship. We have a lot of support of you guys about our podcast. And we're so happy to announce that we're also on iTunes. So next coming up is of course a new word of the day. It's a new year so we have a challenge for you. To be you and let nobody tell you lies about yourself and trust God's word. Stay tuned for more and listen to House of Worship.
nobody can stop you. They can say all sorts of hard things about you. They can treat you in a very mean, miserable way. But they cannot stop you loving. Is that right? Nobody can stop you. The perfect example of that is Jesus. They did everything to him. They beat him. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They gave him vinegar to drink. They beat him. They abused him. They reviled him. They pierced his hands and his feet. But one thing they could not do was what? They could not stop him loving. He loved them to the end. You see, if you love with that kind of love, nobody can stop you. It's the perfect law of liberty. You are the only really free person on earth. Because nobody can stop you doing what you want to do. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, I'm, I'm impressed when I think about it. Nobody can stop you. That's why it's called the perfect law of liberty. I, I share something which God sometimes impels me to share. It's very difficult to share. It's very painful. But after my... After God called my wife Ruth home to himself, I went through a time of deep grief. But I learned how much people loved me. It was a revelation. I got letters from many different parts of the world, people from different races, different denominational backgrounds, comforting me, assuring me of their love and their prayers. I, it was a, I never knew there was so much love in the world till that happened. I didn't know that so many people <laughs> loved me, and I'm sure I'm not an easy person to love. But after all, persevere, <laughs> and you can achieve it. But I got one letter from a lady, I don't even remember her name. And she directed me to Psalm 84, verse 6. It says in verse 5, Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. In other words, he has no permanent residence in this world. He's on a pilgrimage from one world to another. <clears throat> And then it says about these people, and this is the verse the lady quoted to me. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. Now you need to know that Baca is the Hebrew word for weeping. You can't understand that psalm unless you know that. So as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. And what this lady said to me was this. You may have to pass through the valley of weeping, but you don't have to stay there. And that in <laughs> that impacted me so deeply that I couldn't read any further. For one hour, I just sat and gazed at that verse. And God did something. 
It says, as they pass through the valley of Barca, they make it a spring or a fountain. And at that moment, God opened a fountain inside me. Something I, I mean, I've been a Christian nearly 60 years. Speaking in tongues and doing all those things. But there's something completely new happened in me. A spring, a fountain, was opened inside me. And it was a fountain of compassion. And it was unlike anything I've ever experienced before. I've known the love of God. I've loved many people. I've certainly loved my wives and my family. But this was something not from Derek Prince. It has another source. It was a spring, it was a fountain. And it was compassion. And I had never experienced anything exactly like it before. And I began, just began to understand what it means when it says Jesus was moved with compassion. And I realized God was sharing his compassion with me. Love is not a choice, it's a commandment. Jesus said, I'm not giving you a recommendation, I'm not making a suggestion, I'm giving you a commandment. Love one another. How are we to love one another? The same way that Jesus loved us. That is an unselfish, self-giving, seeking first the good of others. Jesus said, if you will have that kind of love, the whole world will sit up and take notice because they're not, they don't see it. They don't see it anywhere. What they see is selfishness, self-seeking, grabbing. You can revolutionize a whole situation by demonstrating the love of God. But bear in mind, it's not an option. It's not a recommendation. It's not a suggestion. It is a commandment. That's right. And so if we don't do it, what are we? In one simple word, we're disobedient. That's right. So we have two options. We can either love one another the way Jesus loved us and be obedient, or we can fail to love one another and be disobedient. But remember, this is not a suggestion. It's not a recommendation. Jesus said very clearly and precisely, it is a commandment. But God has given me a supernatural concern for orphans, widows, the poor, and the oppressed. I mean, I, by the grace and mercy of God, I'm the head of a family of 12 adopted children. So it's not that I've never done anything for them, but I have seen with a new intensity. I don't want to preach Sunday night's message tonight, this morning, but I've seen that's what God is looking for. We can talk as much as we like about faith and righteousness, but if we do nothing for the people who really need us, we're just using empty words. And there's no shortage of people who need us. That's one thing we cannot complain about. They're not far from any of you. There are people who desperately need to be loved. They're lonely. They're not cared for. They have no answers. They're desperate. And you don't have to walk far from where you live to find people like that. I'll talk to you. If God wills and we live, I'll talk to you on Sunday night about that. But I've come to see that this is the... What 
could I say? It's the purpose of God. It's what God is waiting for. I was preaching, even before I had this experience, I was preaching in the state of Virginia to a group of black brothers. And uh, at the end of the message, a young black man came up to me and he said, Brother Prince, would you pray for me? I said, what do you want? He said that I may speak to people with the same compassion that you have. <clears throat> I looked at him for a moment. I said, there's a price to pay. Because I knew I was paying the price. He was silent for a few minutes. Then he said, I want it anyhow. And I prayed for him. I don't doubt that God's hand is on that young man's life. I want it anyhow, no matter what it costs. Do you feel that way this morning? There's this fountain that God sovereignly will open up in you. It's not under your control. You don't decide when it will happen.
Where would I?